Big thanks to everyone who has written to me with, frankly, a lot of empathy for all of the computer issues that I used to have. Yes, past tense, used to have. And also, yes, to answer your question, Clean My Mac really did work to clean out the junk on my computer. So if you're frustrated with a slow-moving computer, there's a good chance Clean My Mac can help you too. If you want to check it out and also get 10% off and also support this podcast while you're at it, please go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash clean my Mac. And I promise you're going to love it. It will make you feel so much less stressed when you turn on that computer because it's going to work so much better. That is bobbyrebell.com forward slash clean my Mac and be in touch. Let me know how it goes. You deserve to lower the stress of data overload. It was totally worth it. I hope you like it too. I think it's fair while you're dating to ask money questions and get those commitments around boundaries, healthy habits Mm -hmm. before you actually take the leap and do anything together as a team. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. The title of this episode is Relationship Money Tips, and most people are going to read that as romantic relationships, and we're going to get to that. But equally important are the relationships that we have with other members of our family, including our children. Fellow new empty nester, Erica Young, is living this, and her money tips are pure gold. Erica is the money coach behind Tailor Made Budgets and the author of Naked and Ashamed, 10 Money Conversations Every Couple Must Have. She has been married for 24 years and is in the thick of it when it comes to launching her financial grownups. You're going to love this conversation. Here is my friend, Erica Young. Erica Young, you are a financial grown-up. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We were just bonding over the fact that we are both newly empty nesters. How has that been? Tell me where you are in your life. Honestly, being an empty nester is a little strange. The word that I'm using is weird. I'm not necessarily super excited that my youngest has launched off and gone to college, but I'm also not sad. I don't have this guttural internal reaction that's sad or crying or any of that. It's just odd being able to be here and not having a younger person to sort of follow around and see what she's looking at on TikTok or <laughs> or make food for really like the extra, you know, stuff you got to do. I mean, I miss some of that, but you know, we talk pretty much several times a week. So that part is is still good. Absolutely. And so I ask you that because one of the things that we talk a lot about now on the podcast with my book, Launching Financial Grownups, and by the way, you have your own book as well, which is Naked and Ashamed, 10 Money Conversations Every Couple Must Have. How do you feel about how prepared your two kids are for the world from a financial standpoint as a new empty nester having launched two kids? Yeah, my oldest one just started her new job. She went away, so she's not in the state with us anymore and is working corporate. And so that was a little bit nerve wracking. But I'll be honest with you, we in college 
there was a point where we sort of cut her off. And what that means is we made her pay her rent. We made her pay her utilities. When she had her apartment, she had to handle that. We were not paying those bills physically. She had an account. The money got deposited. She handled it. And she also worked. And so she had that uncomfortable couple of months where she had to figure out what a budget meant how much she actually had to spend on groceries. And I walked her through all of that. That was an odd yet necessary moment. So that in her handling $1,000 was about what she was doing per month. Handling $1,000 has prepared her to handle $4,000, let's say. And that stepping stone was really important. So I'm not saying that it's perfect, but I am saying that when she got her apartment, we just said, this is the time. You've got to work through this. And it was uncomfortable for both of us because there was this back and forth a little bit. I also had a budget meeting. She became one of my financial clients, right? My coaching clients behind the scenes a couple of months ago when we went over her big girl budget and, you know, just that new income and all of the responsibilities that she had on her own. And wow, I mean, it was a bit eye-opening for me as a parent because we always thought, oh, we know what's going on. We've prepared her appropriately. She has no debt. She's got a great career ahead of her. And it's it's a little bit like, wow, okay, I really want her to flex these muscles without feeling the need to lean on us. And having to do that dance with her a bit was interesting, but she's taking it on and she's tracking her expenses and she's saving money and mama is proud, but it is It's a growth for the parent just as much as it is for the child, for sure. And it brings to light the difference between teaching a child about money as a concept and teaching a child to be a financial grown-up. Yes, absolutely. It's practical. It's real. You, I like the fact that even though she wasn't completely on her own in terms of where the money was coming from, you were giving her some money, which is perfectly fine, but it was on her to manage it and implement the kinds of decisions that you had talked about but you were still there as a supporter. That's right. That's right. I think it's really good to give people phases. Give your kids phases. When they're younger and they have a job, great. Let them you know, manage that $100 or $300 per month or whatever it is. And then in college, give them a little bit more autonomy over that, especially since, I mean, you don't want the ties. What we did in college was we give our youngest and we gave our oldest money every month, a certain amount so that they weren't coming to us. Mom, I need 50 bucks. Mom, I need this. No, 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 no. You have this amount, you manage this amount. That forces them to think about how much they're spending. And with my youngest, just recently, I had her add up all of the money that she spent in in one month so she can see it for herself because I think people are not really aware of how much they're spending. They've got to face it. And so I think that was really eye-opening for her as well. She had no idea that she was really spending 400 bucks a month. And for her to have that, it was eye-opening. It grounded her a bit because I think she said, okay, so I really need to pay attention to some of this because this is not just a smaller sum of money. It's not just a hundred bucks that's going out the door. Yeah. It makes it real. Okay. I want to get, I could talk to you forever about all of your amazing insights into raising financial grownups and launching them. But I had you on because especially with your book, I wanted to talk to you about relationship oriented money tips for financial grownups. The first one, obviously tying to what you just talked about is, you know, when you're talking about kids, especially if you have a partner, if you have a co-parent, give me your tips in that area. Because sometimes when we're raising kids and when we get ready to launch them as financial grownups, we don't always agree on our approach to teaching 
kids about our almost adult kids about money in the real world as they launch. Yeah. Well, here's the misconception. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. a lot of couples, partners, they want to get on the same page with their money, which I believe is possible, but it is not what people think getting on the same page is all about. It is where you're finding commonality, where you find agreement so that you can move forward. My husband and I do not agree on everything. Um, Matter of fact, there's a lot of things in our financial lives as we've grown. Um, We've been married 24 years, long time. (laughs) In that time, there's been a lot that we've disagreed about. And so getting on the same page is not agreement in totality on everything. It is finding commonality, figuring out what your dreams are, figuring out what you want, What do you see for your children? How do you envision helping them to launch off well? And so where my husband and I agreed was that we really wanted to make certain that our kids had no debt when they graduated Mm -hmm. college. We wanted that to be the start that they had because that's not what we had. The methodology might have been different, right? Or the day-to-day, how that played out might be different. Matter of fact, in a lot of these one-on-one conversations with my girls about their budgets and things, it's me. It's not the husband, Mm -hmm. it's me, partially because I am the financial coach, but also my husband's not interested in those details, right? And so I'm not going to force him to be a part of the details when that's not his strength or that's not what he's interested in, right? So maybe it's the vision casting that you agree upon and find commonality on so that you can move forward successfully as you raise these kids. And that flows into the next tip that I want to bring up from you, which is focusing on telling your kids that your money is not their money, but in a gracious way. You don't want them to feel like they're just cut off and you're going to take it all away from them. There's an art to it. Yeah, there is. You know, it's funny because my daughter, when we got our backyard done, she was like, wait a minute, is this my college fund? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? This is our money. Like what we do here, like how we how we make moves through life is is as a result of the work that we have done to get to this place and our wealth, where we are, our assets are what we earned. And if we decide and how we decide to give to you generational wealth is our choice, but it's not a today thing. Like just because we are at a certain level doesn't mean that automatically catapults you and you can do whatever. We're not, you know, running around here with Louis Vuitton bags. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think the misconception is that what parents have is what their kids have and that they get a chance to start their life where you are. And I'm like, that's not, you've got to earn too. You, you, you have a responsibility to earn. And I think it's, healthy to flex the muscle of growing your own wealth. Not to say that we won't give once we're gone or down the line. That's, you know, but the wealth that we have or what we have built is not going to be something that they get to embark upon immediately in the beginning of their, you know, adult careers. Well, you also want them to have the feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction to getting to that level by yourself, by themselves. I mean, there is a feeling a lot of the time that, you know, young people, they move out of their parents' home and they feel they should have a place that's similar or they're not successful. And we have to let them know that, no, when we were 22, 23 or whatever age you want to pick as the age of an emerging adult, we lived in, you know, 
a very not so nice place with five roommates or whatever it may be. I remember living in a ground floor back of the building studio. I remember being, yeah, I did a Hampton share, but there were 20 people in the house. I mean, it was bananas. So understanding that at this life stage, you may not be where your parents are at the current life stage that they are at is something that I think is important for parents to communicate. All right, let's go to another tip. We're going to back up now to pretend we're dating. And this is something maybe we can also be teaching our children. I love this tip because I feel like you have so much to say about this. Make commitments before combining money. This is a warning to emerging adults who get so excited and want to share it all. Take a deep breath. Erica, tell us. (laughs) Yes. I think it's important that we understand that relationships are great and our our emotions can get involved and we have to slow down enough to figure out where we are really committed. So what I shared with my daughter in her relationship is understand that you are growing in your career. This is the time for you to build and stand on your own two feet and make certain that you know who you are professionally and personally before you decide to combine any finances and all of that and figure out what the commitments are between yourself, really, like what is you want from yourself and your career, as well as your partner. You're coupled up, you are emotionally there, but you, you need to have some money conversations and understand where you're committed in this relationship. Do you see it going somewhere? Are we just having a good time? Are we beyond the friend phase? Do you, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I don't want her, you know, moving in with someone and you're not clear on the financial responsibilities they have as well as you have. And are you down the path of marriage? I mean, I think it's fair while you're dating to ask money questions and get those commitments around boundaries, healthy habits Mm -hmm. before you actually take the leap and do anything together as a team. And this is so important when we're talking about money and relationships. The last tip on that note, and this, you're coming towards a quarter century, 24 years of marriage, you are the champion. So this tip is so meaningful. Understand your partner will make mistakes with money. And I added, and you will too. Absolutely. No one's perfect. Like we want the financial journey to be an easy straight path all the way up, right? And and there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be times where someone isn't making money. There's going to be times when we make a fupa and we're not happy with it and all that. We have to just understand that we're human. That means that the journey isn't going to be perfect. And if we can come into knowing that conversation is going to have the grace necessary that you have to give to your partner in order to live together, to cohabitate and all of that good stuff, make decisions, you know, just we're flawed humans and embracing that for yourself and for your partner is really, really, really helpful. Don't expect perfection because you can't expect it from yourself. Yeah, it comes in in everything to do with the relationship and definitely with money as well. We all make so many mistakes and we often try to hide them from our partners or we get angry with our partners when they make mistakes. And the best thing to do is just let it out, discuss it, own it and move forward because it's going to happen. And that's just the way it is. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they get a traffic ticket that you had warned them they were going to get and you just are going to have to pay it, people. Okay. (laughs) Listen, that was me. That's me. I'm the one with the traffic ticket. And the other thing is make sure you don't have secrets. Yeah. Like I think it's important, like when we trip over ourselves and all of that, just don't have secrets. I think because that will add to it, right? The financial mistake. And then you didn't tell the truth about it. And that's, Oh yeah. That just is going to add even more drama to the situation too. 
Yeah, I mean, and just like examples, like I gave the example of a traffic ticket. It could be that maybe you were in charge of, you know, paying a bill and you messed up. You messed up. You didn't pay it for some reason. Yep. You just didn't set the auto thing or whatever, or you forgot to cancel a subscription that you were going to cancel. There's all kinds of little everyday things that correct them, of course, but just let them know. Let them know we're all flawed and the way to a successful marriage like Erica's is just not to keep secrets and to accept that you and your spouse will make mistakes and to just be honest about it because we all have our moments. Erica, so your book is Naked and Unashamed, 10 Money Conversations Every Couple Must Have. We've given people just a sample of your incredible advice. I know you are very high in demand speaker, especially these days as things start opening up. Um, but you occasionally do have room on your calendar. Where can people get in touch with you and learn more about your offerings? Yeah, so you can find me on ericayoung.com. That's the website. And you can see more about what I'm up to as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, Erica Young Official. You can find me there and connect with me. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It is holiday time, my friends, and finding just the right gift can be hard and expensive. Consider giving the gift of getting better with money. My latest book, Launching Financial Grownups, makes a great present for parents of almost adults, grandparents of almost adults, and frankly, any adult that cares about the young people in their life. And also, it's a simple and easy gift for clients. If you're looking for something a little more creative, check out the merch at grownupgear.com. Use the code GROWNUP for 15% off your first purchase. And thank you for supporting this podcast. By the way, even though I stopped recording, our conversation continued for over an hour. Erica is a wealth of information, pun intended there. I highly recommend you check out her content on her website, her website, by the way, again, Erica is spelled E-R-I-C-K-A, last name Y-O-U-N-G, and pick up a copy of her book, Naked and Ashamed, 10 Money Conversations Every Couple Must Have. And if you, like Erica and myself, have young adults in your life, in your family, whether they're your children or younger relatives or just young adults in your life, please pick up a copy of my newest book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. I can tell you there's no greater joy than seeing a young person figure something out and learn to do it on their own and have that feeling of satisfaction and knowing that you gifted them that rather than just in some cases like writing a check or just helping them get it done on their own. So much more meaningful. Okay, here is the big ask, something both Erica and I really, really need you to do. Please leave reviews for each of our books. It takes just a few minutes to do on Amazon or other places like Goodreads, just as good as well. That little bit of support really carries a lot of weight. You would be surprised. And also, if you do screenshot it, share it with us on social media so we can thank you so we know who you are. And at the same time, by doing that, you are helping other people get the knowledge in our books and growing our community and just being helpful, which we appreciate so much. Sometimes it's just nice to be nice. And we love that. On that note, biggest thanks to the very nice Erica Young of TaylorMade Budgets for helping us all be financial grown-ups. Thanks, everyone. 
Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.